Yo. Welcome to the Autumn Miles Show. Autumn is a best-selling author, popular speaker, and wife who is obsessed with her husband and four crazy kids. She is also the CEO of the Autumn Miles Ministry, as well as a lipstick and lash enthusiast. Autumn's vision is to speak to the culture with bold truth and challenge you to act in raw faith. Here's Autumn Miles. Hey, this is Autumn with the Autumn Miles Show. How are you guys doing out there? We love you so much. The show that we're going to do today is very practical. We are going to talk about grief today. And I feel like this is one that is, this topic is one that is not discussed very much. So we're going to get into that in just a second. I have an amazing author um, on the line waiting to talk in in here in just a second. But thank you guys so much for your support. We were blown away. I'm just going to tell you because, hey, we're all family out here in the radio universe. We had someone give us just a huge donation last week. And I just have to say, it brought me to tears. <laughs> we don't know who it was. It was an anonymous, which was so amazing. But if you are listening to the show today, I just want to let you know that you ministered to to my heart in just such a gr- great way, a great way without sounding weird. You know, what we do takes money and we're listener supported. And, you know, when God lays it on people's hearts to give, it is it's just, it encourages us in the greatest way. You know, your donation and when you give, is a way that we can continue to reach thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people for the gospel of Jesus Christ. We are about the gospel. It is the strongest thing that has ever existed and will ever exist. And so thank you so much, whoever you are. I feel like I can say it, Dan, because it was an anonymous, uh, you know, gift. So we thank you so much. Um, We'll continue being on the air because of your sacrifice. So if God lays it on your heart to give, please do so. Automaz.com, you can, you can go to the donate tab, the donate button, whatever it is on the website. Uh, you can give one time or you can click reoccurring. And we just, we just, we so love you guys so much. And thank you. Also, we're hearing from more and more and more of you guys. I feel like the more I say it, which is every day, uh, the more you guys reach out and uh, just heard from, just actually read a message this morning that really touched my heart um, about how this ministry it has not just one time encouraged, but through the past few years um, has continually encouraged um, one of our listeners. And that along with the gift that also ministered to me this morning, you know, we do what we do, not for our health. Okay. Cause we could be doing something else. We could be at Starbucks drinking my blonde. Um, but what we do this for you. And when we hear from you that, Hey, the Holy spirit of God used you to minister to me at the exact second that I needed it. There is nothing like that on the planet, right, Dan? I mean, it is just, it's absolutely incredible. So thank you for reaching out. Thank you for giving. We absolutely love you guys so much. I want to go ahead and get into our guest today. Let me just introduce her and then we'll move forward. Uh, Her name is Caitlin Wernett. She, she writes for everybody. I read her bio and I'm like, oh my goodness. She's she's like she's a ghostwriter. She does branding. She does all sorts of things. Um, but she has just released her first book. It is called. Let me. I want to get the title right because it's got several words in it. The Book of Comforts is the name of the book, um, and it's all about grief. So, welcome to the show today, Caitlin Wernett. How are you, honey? 
I'm so good. What a warm welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so thankful that you wrote this book. Um, I feel like uh, grief. How do you grieve when something tragic happens in your life? What do you say to someone that something tragic has just happened in their lives? They've lost a loved one. I think these are questions that, of course, there there are other resources on grief, but just just um, to have a fresh resource to to go to is so important. I don't think we talk about grieving enough. I think that we kind of say, you know what, I'm strong enough. I'm going to move forward, you know, and I'm just going to kind of suppress my feelings. Um, I feel like that's a a problem when we really sort of need to be confronting them. So um, your your book, the, the book of comforts, tell me a little bit about just your heart behind it and why you wrote it. Yeah, I mean, it's so many of the things that you just talked about. So when I was 22 years old, about five years ago, my younger brother passed away unexpectedly in an accident, and it was obviously an experience that just shook me to my core, but it was also very isolating in many ways, um, just because in my 20s, it was it's a season of my life where I thought it was just beginning, and I had just moved to Nashville to start a new job, and I just graduated college, and I was so excited to jump into my next season of life, and then it turned out being nothing like I expected. And I think that my friends, you know, none of them had been through a similar situation. A lot of them were super great and showed up regardless of how awkward it was, even when they didn't know what to say. But I think that we all found ourselves in this situation of, you know, I I grew up in the church, but, like, are the things that I grew up believing true? And, um how do I deal with this situation moving forward? And what does that say about God and my life? And I think that my friends also felt awkward. Like, you know, how can they comfort me? And how can they make sure that they say something that's not going to make my pain worse? Um, And so I think that kind of at the intersection of all of those things, I realized what a lonely experience grief can be. And I think also the way that existing grief books, especially um, when we consider that suffering is the place where God did his best work, mm. as well as he's refining us and he's redeeming us and he is showing us who he is. So we don't need books on suffering that are going to make our pain worse or they're going to make us feel hopeless or even the aesthetic beauty of that is black and white and gray and just dismal and creates that additional layer of isolation. I just Mm. remember, you know, walking into a bookstore and looking for something on my situation and just realizing that, you know, the things that I was worried about, the way that I was perceiving my circumstances in my life, it was kind of confirmed in the books that I found um, of the way that, you know, I was alone and I was going through this by myself. And I think that through that experience and through the community that I experienced um, during my grief, I was able to find out that that's not true. And I think that um, I was working for a ministry called She Reads Truth when all of this happened to me, and it literally saved my life, having Mm. a job where I had to read God's Word every day, whether or not I, you know, felt like it or felt close enough to Him. um, It really 
was the one thing that gave me hope. And so the Book of Comforts was born out of the idea that, number one, that we're not alone in our suffering. Um, I wrote this with three of my really good friends, and all of us are in different circumstances and in different stages of life. And whether it's singleness or parenting or marriage or starting our first jobs or working from home and being working parents, um, we stand all different types of circumstances, but the hope that we found in God's Word is all the same. Mm. And so these are the people that I was surrounded by when I lost my brother, and I think that we were really able to connect in the ways that we have always experienced different types of pain, and we don't need to know exactly what the other one is going through to be able to point them back to the truth and shine a little bit of light in the darkness and allow God to use us in each other's lives. And so the Book of Comforts is a book that is written from several different perspectives because we don't want the focus to be our stories or how to get through grief or what to say or what not to say. We want it to be about what's true and everlasting and point to our one true comfort, which is God in all of this. I think, uh, let me just cut in here just for a second. Uh, you know, this this whole, I, I have no idea why uh, uh, this whole... <laughs> Grief has just been a part, I think, of my world in the last couple of years, um, which is why I was so drawn to this book. We, we, our listeners know, and and I'll just fill you in, Caitlin. We, uh, several years ago, one of my, um, one of the girls that worked for me for four years actually w- was working for me as as my personal assistant. Um, found out she had a brain tumor and died two months later. Um, totally perfectly healthy. And yeah. um, 22 years old. And, mm-hmm. you know, here I am, uh, an evangelist, which which only got stronger through that process. But you yeah. kind of go through this like real talk, real life. It yeah. takes every piece of strength. It just kicks you. Um, yeah. And it just it puts you in a place where you are, you I, I love the fact that you were just talking about being isolated because you feel as if people don't know sort of what to say to you. I didn't really even know what to say to her mom. Um, I didn't know what to say to her family. But I mean, just real, real talk, real life. When you lost your brother, I'm sure you felt that plus more because he was he was uh, you know from what my reading one of your very best friends in the world which is the best kind of brother to have you know the ones that that are like your best friends um and I uh, you know since that death uh we have had multiple people in our life that are like young um young 40 something uh I think 40 something's old because I'm thir- young because I'm 38 and I'm approaching 40 um <laughs> they, they, you know drop just 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 out totally out of the blue pass away mm-hmm. and that kind of tragedy is it re- the strongest believer it takes the wind out of your sails and it makes you look at God and say, are you here in this? Are you? Where are you in this? That's just how I feel, Galen. So with this book and with just sort of going back to your brother's, com- uh, uh, just how you dealt with that. I just feel like this is such a right now word. What, what 
if you felt that way, which I'm sure you did, how did how did you grieve? And when someone was to come up to you, um, what what should they have said to you? Um, I love that this book is grounded in the truth of God's word because that is the healing salve, a hundred percent. But how do we approach when tragedy strikes, Caitlin? What, how do we approach that person? What do we say? I mean, I think first of all, just consider that you know the person has probably not been through this before either. And so that's how I felt of like, you know, I think that my friends were so concerned about, I don't know what to say or how to act. And really I was feeling the exact same way. Mm. I didn't know how to receive sympathy and I didn't know how to ask for help. And so I think that, um, it was so much less about who said what and Mm. more about who showed up. Wow. That was, and who was willing to admit that, you know, even I had friends that showed up and sat with me and said, I don't know what to say, but I'm here Mm. with you. And I think that just the physical action of, you know, sending something or sitting with them or, you know, just your presence. And it's such a tangible reminder, I think, of God's presence. And I think that that's the most comforting thing to me when you have so many questions that you need answering, you know, I didn't expect my friends and family to answer those questions or be able to know the right answers, but I did hope that they would show up for me and that they were willing to sit in the awkwardness and admit that, yeah, this is not how things are supposed to be. And yeah, this is very, very difficult. And I'm going to, you know, we're going to get through this together. And I, I don't think you know, there was anything that anyone said that, like, changed my world. Mm. But I think that the silence can be so loud in that circumstance whenever, you know, you're just sitting in shock about your own life, and then you can kind of feel everyone else feel the same way. Mm. And so I think that, you know, taking that first awkward step and being willing to show up and just you know, be honest and genuine. And even, you know, I think in retrospect, I've had friends who have said, you know, that one thing that I told you like months ago that was supposed to be comforting. I'm wondering if that wasn't comforting. And in retrospect, I don't really remember a lot of those things, <laughs> but I do remember who was there. Yeah. And um, I think that that's just been so inspiring to me. Um, recently, I've had you know, to be on the other end of that, of some of my friends have been through really difficult loss. And I think that my own experience, I thought that I was going to be better at caring for other people when they were going through this. But I think that Mm. every person has their own unique state of pain and grief and every situation is different. And I think that there's so much room for us to feel like unqualified in being able to care for them, but really like you know, God, we have God's word. We have the Holy Spirit. We have, you know, just just a willingness to show up and be there for that person is the most significant and worthwhile thing that we can do. I think you just hit the nail on the head. I, I would like to just have a little dialogue about this. I, I in my production meeting this morning, one of my team members, um, one, one, someone that they know, um, just delivered a baby and they knew that the baby was just genetically probably going to pass away after birth. And, um, and the baby did, it was such a tragedy. I mean, I have four kids myself, so I mean that to me, that just, Oh my goodness, you know, that, that is just rough. 
Um, but but one of the people on my team was was saying this morning they just went and sat there. Mm-hmm. They had no idea what they were supposed to say. They just went and sat. And what you said was the silence can be so loud. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, those of us that don't know what to say, and it doesn't just have to be a death. That, several things die. Um, I feel like right. a divorce. I've been divorced. So that, that, that part of my life was a death to me. And mm-hmm. I feel like we, we are not, sometimes we don't know what to say. So we just don't interact. We don't reach out. We don't say anything, even though our hearts want to interact, but you're saying the silence can be so loud. And I, I just feel like today in this, in this world where, um, you know, see life seasons are dying, you know, maybe you've lost a loved one, maybe, maybe your good health, uh, you just got a bad report from the doctor or something. And that whole season of your life is gone, you know, but if you are someone that has someone in your life that is going through a sense of loss, reach out no matter what, reach out. Um, because I know I, my, my, um, my team member, which she was like one of my, one of my children, literally, um, yeah, I just went and I just sat and I remember, you know, through the process of her, um, getting treatment for the, for brain cancer and stuff like that. Um, you know, I just sat and I told her and I looked at her, um, before she had passed away and I just asked me anything. Whatever you, I'm just here. I'm just, what do you want? You want, you want fries? What do you, I'll go get them. Yeah. You, you want a blizzard from Dairy Queen? I'll go get it. Whatever. You, I'm just, I'm just going to be here because I love you. Um, not because I have a three point sermon to tell you just because I love hey. you. Yeah. So when you, when your brother passed away, um, how did grief sort of change the way and inspire you? What did you learn about grief that you placed in this book to help uh, those that are grieving right now with? Well, I think that because it was such an isolating experience, especially as a, a child of Christ, where, you know, I was reading the Bible and learning that suffering is pretty much guaranteed in our lives. And looking around at everyone you know, who was there or not there or, you know, going through their own types of pain and seeing that we really have a tendency to undermine our pain or brush it under the rug. Mm-hmm. And I think that that was something that I had done my whole life until I wow. couldn't anymore. And so this was pretty much a situation that put pain at the forefront of all of my days. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of me felt like I can't go back to God's will for my life until this is over. And that mm. was true because it's, it's not going to be over, um, you know, for the rest of my life. And it's something that is going to continue um, to do something significant that shows up in my days. But I don't think that we're doing ourselves any good by pretending that suffering isn't happening, by pretending mm. that our pain isn't real. And I think that you know, once I started to become vulnerable about my pain to my to those around me, I found that there was usually someone else who found that freeing and, and saw that, you know, you feel so comfortable talking about this. And I've been struggling with something that I felt like I can't talk about because I'm going to bring down the mood. And I think that we need each other. We need to talk about this. We need to talk about, you know, yes, we're all going through collective pain and we're all facing really hard things. But I think that when 
we're honest about that, and we realize that we can also look to the collective hope that we have. And I think that there's a big possibility that by not completely allowing ourselves to feel pain and the real weight and gravity of what we're going through, that we're also going to miss out on a lot of God's goodness. Yeah. That we are going to miss the ways that he's going to show up for us in that. And I think that we're afraid to admit to pain because we're afraid that God's going to disappoint us and he's not going to show up. Um, But I feel like this book is kind of saying, we're going to create a beautiful book um, about hard times. And we are going to trust that God is going to show us the same kind of beauty in our circumstances as are filled in the pages on this book. And we're going to make a beautiful book that you're going to feel comfortable showing up when you are sitting with a friend and you don't know what to say. And you can open this book together knowing that it's not going to be something labeling or isolating or depressing, but something that's going to apply to their situation, but also your situation because it's, God's word and it's about comfort instead of pain. And, you know, we get to bring all of our hard things to him and receive his comfort and um, place all of our hope in that. And I think that um, this book is kind of what I was looking for that I couldn't find in my Mm -hmm. own grief and pain. And I hope that it will be encouraging to other people. I love that. I love I love that you said um, and brought up, we just have a couple more minutes left here, but um, the you you talked about sort of brushing brushing your grief under the rug. And mm-hmm. um, um, I feel like this is very consistent with a lot of people that I talk to, you know, um, ha- I feel like I should be over it by now is what I hear. Yes. Um, I yes. feel like I should like, shouldn't I get past this um, by now? What would you say mm-hmm. to that person that has gone through just a tragic loss and maybe it's been three years and they just don't feel like they have a grip on it yet? What would you say to that person that is undoubtedly listening today? I mean, that they're not alone, that it's mm. normal. I think that the things that rush our pain and the things that cause us to feel like we need to move on are not true, that the parts of your story that are happening right now are just significant as those when you feel like, you know, you hit that invisible point that you believe exists of um, feeling better or moving on, that God is still using you and using this, and even more importantly, He's with you, and and you don't have to wait to feel better or move on um, to live the life that he has set out for you. And I think that by owning your grief and, you know, being really honest about it is something that is only going to help people know you more and know who God is more in that. Yeah. I know when, um, when Katie passed away, I felt personally, um, you know, very much like I had to minister and you kind mm. of put on this ministry face and, you know, you, I, I, you know, <laughs> I, I just, I know leaders who have dealt with this that, um, you know, you put on your ministry face and, you know, you go, you pray, you're, of course, you're there at the funeral and all that kind of stuff. And, um, and I will have to say when Katie passed away, it, it was, I was, I was just overwhelmed in my soul, but didn't really start 
the process of grieving till several months later. And it has, it's like you're, you're, it's a shock to your system. And then it's like several, a couple months later, I just, it was, I was like, what is happening to me? And I realized through, of course, my amazing uh, multitude of counselors that I have in my life, um, you're grieving and you need to let yourself grieve. You need to be free to grieve. You need to be honest about your grief. So, um, you know what, Caitlin, this sounds like a very powerful book and, Um, I just, I thank you for actually using what I know was such an incredibly tragic season in your life for the glory of the Lord. So thank you so much for being uh, vulnerable, uh, Caitlin. Mm, Thank you so much. It's an honor. Thank you. And everyone out there listening today, I, uh, Cassie and I, my assistant, when we, when we came in today, I was like, how are you today? And she's like, I feel heavy. And we, I kind of felt heavy today too on, um, on the drive here. Just so many people are grieving seasons of their life. Maybe it's their marriage that just ended. Maybe it's a tragic loss of a loved one. Um, and I just want to encourage you today, pick up this book Get in the word of God. I was reading in the Psalms this morning, just letting them sort of wash over me and just renew and rejuvenate my mind. Um, There is strength in the power of the word of God. And sometimes we have a tendency to to press away from it when we're hurting rather than press into it. And I would encourage you today to press in, press in, even though you don't feel like you want to. Love you guys. You can see me right back here tomorrow on The Autumn Miles Show. The Autumn Miles Show is listener supported and your donation to keep her on the air is much appreciated. To make a donation, visit autumnmiles.com. And if you make a donation of $100 or more, you'll receive an autographed copy of her book of the month. This program is underwritten by Mary Maids of Fort Worth. Your future starts now. Thanks for listening and join us next time for The Autumn Miles Show on The Word 100.7 FM.